Waterloo Community Theatre. Waterloo Community Theatre presents The Realist. Welcome to The Realist, a radio show by young people who are eager to get a taste of their world, their ideas, and their vocals. It's 6pm on Friday, the 12th of March, 2021. And on the show today, we have myself, Amida, Betty, Mark, Jay, Tizer, Selena, Mo, Anna, Rachel, and Roddy. In today's episode, we have Let's Be Real, Skinny Journey, episode two. Then we have Question Time, where young people ask adults questions and ask adults and young people questions. After that, will be Chandra's eulogy. The big conversation and topics from today is about Harry and Meghan. Then finishing up with Let's Be Real Part 3. We are live and if you want to get involved, you can join the conversation and tell us what you think by using the hashtag, hashtag TheRealistWCT on Twitter and on Instagram. The Realist. First up, another instalment of Let's Be Real. Hello, Hello guys. guys. Welcome to our podcast called Let's Be Real. My name is Taiza. And my name is Selena. I'm 15 and Taiza is 14. She'll turn 15 in August. In our podcast, we want to be as authentic as possible and we just want to talk about topics that we just think are important. On some videos, we'll be having conversational type podcasts and others, we will just be expressing how we feel three, three, <laughs> through reading podcasts. <laughs> I can't talk through reading a monologue that we create. Examples of topics we want to talk about are quite relatable. For example, we will talk about school, the pressures of being a teenager, and we will give you some motivational advice along the way. In this podcast, we want you as the listeners to also get to know us. Let's play a game. Taiza, describe me in three words. You in three words. Um, Let me think crazy i can agree with that <laughs> weird weird okay, okay and yeah, that's true sweet uh-huh. okay now selena you describe me in three words um if i were to describe you in three words i you would also be weird um you, you're weirder than me anyway so you're weird you're really funny and you were just amazing <laughs> yeah Thank you. Anyways, no I hope you enjoyed this first podcast and understand what we are about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Now we have another episode of Skinny Journey. Hey guys and welcome back to my channel The Skinny Journal Today um, I've just been doing some yoga And I've had some peppermint tea With the people who will be featuring on The Skinny Journey today And that is Cherie and Maria Get up there <laughs> There's actually a problem What? We have actually broken our water fast <gasps> No. I completely forgot about that. We were supposed to drink water, just water, to lose weight. <gasps> we gained weight. Look. Oh my Fresh. God. 
Then what? Go get the bleach. Oh, God, I need bleach. This is a solution. Here you go. <sighs> Cleans grease. Good. Removes grease. Dirt. It can remove all the fat that's in our stomach. Yes! <laughs> and make us even more skinnier. Yes! yes! We can match the body that we always wanted by drinking this. The skinny journey will be taking a short break while the team recover in the hospital. See you soon. And remember, please don't drink bleach. So next up, we have question time, where the young people ask adults questions and the adults ask young people's questions. And we are going to start with me, Anna, the adult, asking Selena, the young person, a question. So it's question time. Selena, my question for you is, what do you think has been the hardest thing you have ever done? Um, I think the hardest thing I've ever done um, was um, probably, um, was probably getting over my granddad who died. Yeah, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. The question that I want to ask you is, did you drink before you were 18? Um, yes, I did. Um, I did. And um, I don't advocate it to anyone who is under 18 by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but in the culture that I grew up in, in the north of Sweden, um, it was quite common to do that um, when you were 13, 14, 15, probably. Um, so, Yes. Is the answer to your question, and I'm not going to elaborate on that anymore. Elena, next question for you is, why are you on this radio show and what compelled you to be here? Um, I think that um, it's just, I, did, I really enjoy being part of this session and just... Yeah, and I feel like my voice is heard and every time I feel like I want to I wanna say something, I feel like you guys will listen and, like, understand. Yeah, and try to understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. The question that I want to ask you is, when did you start to feel like an adult? Oh, gosh, you know what? I still don't feel like an adult. In all honesty, I really don't. I'm still thinking that I'm not good enough or I can't do certain things. And I still feel like a child quite often. Um, and I look at other adults and I go, they look like proper adults or they behave like proper adults. And I don't feel like that ever, to be honest. So I, I think I don't think there's a point in life where you go, oh, I feel like an adult now. 
um, when I had to do my taxes for the first time or like I could go and buy booze without showing my ID. Um, that's probably when I started to feel like, oh, maybe I am a grown up after all. Um, but it, I don't think it's something that you come to a point and you realize that, you know, you're, you're an adult. Now we would like to say goodbye to a very good friend of ours. His name was Chandler and Rachel was his mama gerbil. Chandler was a very distinguished gentleman of the Jabbies. He always tried to escape for adventure. He always reached for the stars. Even though his untimely end came, he was still smiling and happy. He loved his nuts, always asking for more. He was so smart, he would always try his best even when I trained him. But above all his accomplishments, he will, he will always be a very fantastic lad, Chandler, a.k.a. Chonky Boy. Next up, we have the segment of our show that is the big conversation. And this is where we all can just chip in and talk about something that we feel like talking about um, this particular week. And obviously this week, it has to be about that interview, which I'm sure everybody has seen and everybody has an opinion on. So it's oh, the, the Meghan and Harry interview is obviously what I'm talking about. So who wants to go first? Who's got an opinion? Who's seen it and has an opinion on what they have seen? Uh, I do. Go for it, Ida. What do you think of it? What do you make of it? Um, I think that I realised, one, that Oprah has a very distinct way of interviewing. She will ask you a question and if she doesn't get the answer she wants, she'll let you finish and then she'll say, but what about this? Or when you finish a point, she'll be like, okay, just to clarify, you said X, Y and Z, just to make sure there's like no... Um, there's no mix up or like wrong interpretations. And I think with the sensitivity of the interview and what Megan and Harry were um, revealing and talking about, she like handled it very, very well. So, so do that, you think her method is um, effective then? Very effective. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like you got some, I mean, I, I, I got a, I got a sense that when she was asking for more specific questions, she wasn't exactly like pushing them out of their comfort zone, but she was more asking them, You're, you can say this, don't be scared to say this. And I think that's why Megan was more able to open up about stuff. Yeah, because there's one point of the interview that I, when you talk about Oprah's interview style, when she said, were you silenced or silenced? What did we think of that? And the, the answer that she gave to that, what, what are your thoughts? That was amazing. Yeah. In what way? Um, as in, you just went, whoa, she's kind of right. And then you kind of take in other situations where you're like, was I silent or was I silenced? And you're like, oh, what happened there? But also Megan, I think I just I just wanted to give Megan a big hug. Oh, yeah. I feel like the British media and Britain as a whole let her down and she didn't deserve that. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Any other thoughts from the young people in the group here? What do you think after watching the interview? 
I feel like it's a very difficult problem, you know, mental health, hmm. because I feel like people, um, some people would pretend, but it's like, why would you? Because it's one thing to say that on national TV, which is weird why you would do that when you're already famous, you would do it for clout. And I feel like that's a very difficult thing to talk about, like your mental health and how, you know, it's not always easy. And she she opened up and it's a bit, it's a very hostile environment, like media. And I feel like it's not very easy to open up. That's why not many people do it. Mm, so Piers Morgan was very much in the wrong. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think she was very brave to talk about that and something we should talk about more often. What about Mohammed? What are your thoughts? Now, everyone who knows me, I used to be a huge royal fan. I used to be a fanatic. I used to love Camilla. And lots of people find that weird. But I'm a changed man. I've said it already and I've said it again. And I'll say it again. I'm a changed man. There was like lots of takeaways um, from the interview, but the main ones were the concern about Archie's skin tone within the family, um, the media treatment uh, that Meghan had received and um, the difference um, between the treatment of Kate and Meghan within the media and from the media and Prince Charles losing contact with Harry. Yeah, because it was a point where she said, uh, or Harry said, they don't, they haven't had any contact with with Prince Charles, right? They haven't, he yeah. hasn't responded to my calls, is what he said, or they haven't picked up my calls. So that was interesting. Yeah. Selena, what do you think? Have you watched it? Yeah, I've I've seen like bits of it. Yeah. I just I just don't think it's fair the way like she like exactly what Rachel said. She opened up about like her mental health and then like people didn't believe her and then I think it was on like on a news program this man started having a heart attack like like, like what's his name again I forgot because he's not really that important to me. Oh, Piers Morgan. but he like, like he started like having yeah him he started having a heart attack saying it's all fake and I just like like who would lie about something like that yeah yeah Mohammed. it's really interesting that um you mentioned about lying um, Megan mentioned how the royals or the institution hosted um, parties for the media right. so um, they could sort of prevent stories coming out. And I remember watching, I've, I watch Good Morning Britain almost every day, or at least I used to. And um, I actually remember Piers Morgan saying that he had um, an evening or a lunch out um, at Fortnum and Mason's with all the bosses at the top of Fortnum and Mason's and Camilla was there and they were dining, they were having truffles and wine. So um, that says a lot as to why he defends the royal so very much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hamida, what are you going to say? Um, I just wanted to add on to the Piers Morgan thing. I'm not going to talk about him in particular because I don't think he deserves the spotlight, but I think the response to the whole um, interview itself was very dangerous. Um, as a young black woman myself, it hurt a lot for people to be casually thrown around the word casual racism. Mm -hmm. 
personally, I don't think casual racism exists. I think this country and the institution, the royal family, the police, everything is very racist. And to bring in the term saying, well, we're not as open with our racism as the Americans and it's very casual and subtle is a very dangerous precedent to set. Um, and I think if anything, the Harry and Meghan interview just sh like shone a light into a prestigious institution that we all know and love and just showed its reality. And I think if the royal family, if something that we hold so dear can be racist, then I think it just shows that it's happening everywhere and we just need to open our eyes to it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that means talking about it, doesn't it? It means really, really having conversations. Yeah, opening up those conversations, and yeah. but also not expecting um, people of colour to have the answer to all your questions. Um, maybe doing research of your own and then coming with those questions, coming with informed questions, not expecting to, them to be like Wikipedias for you. Because I admit, I don't know some things. I'm learning with people. Um, mm. And I think it's unfair for people of colour to hold that burden, to have to educate people. So mm. yeah, that's all I wanted to say on that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's very insightful. Thanks, Amida, for sharing that. Now we're going to finish off this segment with some fun facts, because who doesn't like some fun facts about the royal family, right, Betty? Um, I like fun facts about everything because I'm a little geek. So the fun facts I found today, I found them some very interesting, some really hilarious. So I'll start with saying that the Queen doesn't actually need a passport because all of the UK passports are issued by the Queen. So of course she will allow herself to travel. Um, they cannot play Monopoly uh, because Monop a Monopoly game, as we all know, in my guess, really vicious. Uh, I actually had quite an argument with my partner over a Monopoly game. So we are not, like the royals, we're not allowed to play Monopoly anymore. Um, the Queen actually invented a breed of dogs when one of her corgis uh, mated with the Dachshund and they made this new breed called a Dorgy. Um, Queen Elizabeth travels with a personal supply of blood and a Royal Navy doctor, just in case she needs it in packed in her bag. Um, and two of the funniest one, uh, garlic is off limit to every royal because the queen hates the smell of garlic. And what I find the funniest of all is that Prince Charles has his own valets that squeeze exactly one inch, what a waste, one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every single morning. I just can't believe that. That's that's a bit too much for me. The realist. It's kind of funny and ironic how everyone still cares about what other people think. Like, why is it so important for me and you to be accepted by the society if they don't really know the real us? Like, why do we care about what they say, think or do? Why should we allow their rumours and their lies to get under our skin and stay in our thoughts? And make us suffer unimaginable pain. You know what, I think I'm the loser, the useless one. The second choice, the leftover. We don't deserve to feel this way. No one deserves to feel this way.
We should all open our eyes and look around us because there are always people that love us and would do anything to protect us. If you start doubting that and think that there isn't, then you should look again, but closer. Because there are the small things people do for us that we don't realise and that they wouldn't do if they didn't love us or care about us. So forget those assholes who make you feel like... Like absolute shit. Hope you guys enjoyed our episode. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. The The Realist. The Realist is a project of Waterloo Community Theatre and goes out live every Friday at 6pm during lockdown and beyond. Today you heard Selena, Betty, Hamida, Shay, Mohammed, Roddy, Rachel and Anna. If you would like to find out more about our work, you can follow us on Instagram at Waterloo Community Theatre or on Twitter at WCOM Theatre or visit our website www.waterloocommunitytheatre.co.uk where you can also, uh, if you're feeling generous, donate to support our work. You can subscribe to uh, episodes of The Realist after we have recorded them by uh, looking up The Realist on Spotify. Uh, Thank you for listening. Until next week.